It's fucking on a semi, man. Gonna pull over the competition, whoever it is. I don't know, because I don't follow. I just heard Chiefs, and I'm running with it. And just like, getting Kratom. Just like they're going to be running into the end zone. Yeah. Too many uh, times to count, even though they'll, right. be, they'll totally be able to count, because football scores aren't like that hard to keep. It truly going. depends on people counting these things, apparently. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. so I, mean, I mean, if you... If you cross that uh, that touchdown line but no one's around to count it does it is it a score whoa we got the deep chiefs we got deep chiefs <laughs> today chief and deep someone's been chiefing getting deep <laughs> so that's that's our cold intro conversation officially disclosed but now it's the time for that's right yeah yeah it's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. Welcome. It's a talk show. We're going to hot take on some news. We're also looking at NAM, which is the National Association of Music Merchants. Uh, I went there. We're going to look at some stuff I looked at there together and learn and grow. We're going to see weird instruments, cute instruments. I just took pictures of what I dug when I was there, and it turned out to be either guts that go inside an instrument you love or an adorable sized instrument. Uh, spoiler alert, there's gonna be at least one tiny trumpet. Yeah? Yeah, I love oh, tiny man, trumpets! Dude. That's right. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm stoked for the, the tiny trumpet, because it seems we all need more tiny trumpets in our life. We certainly need uh, baby-sized things that we already know and enjoy. Yeah. I and mean, but can you get like little pets to play? Is it like that tiny where like a hamster could play it? It's tiny enough that uh, a little person could play it and look normal sized. <laughs> Which what's cuter than that, right? Ange Kerfoot's here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Looking awkward about the tiny trumpet talk, but I didn't take I was it somewhere. Toilety. There wasn't any toilety tiny trumpet talk. Which sounds like it's just dangling there. Like there's something. There's something naughty I could say about tiny trumpets that I haven't formed up yet. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to you to fill it in. doubles as a portable urinal. Well, or like a water filter, which is like the opposite of a portable urinal. That would be cool. Like, oh, it's not just a trumpet. It filters this pond water. Yeah. Third world. The kind of hard without pictures of it, though. Well, get ready, because I'm teasing the pictures we're going to show. Oh. Together, yeah. Well, I meant that, like, trumpets just get filled with saliva. So they have, like, a little... I forget what you call it. Like spit a valve? Latch. Yeah, spit valve. There you go. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be very good. Yeah, if you guys are on the video feed, there's a tiny trumpet visible now because I can't tease for very long. But this is already like a tease of further stuff we'll look at. And you folks tuning in RadioVegas.rocks, that YouTube feed will show you stuff during the break. And also, this is on my Instagram. GreasyConversation.com has an Instagram uh, pop it a follow. Please ring some bells and bless us with some of your likeditude. Uh, we need you. Hey, everybody hopping in in the chat already. What up, Daniel, the drummer for when we do music stuff and yeah. an integral part of the formation of what you're experiencing. A founding member. What up, Jesse? Holler in the cuteness. Thank you so much for checking in on the cuteness. And 
Uh, there's a football game on, apparently. It's over. We're, yeah, so there. Apparently it's over. And Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And Got to root for the home team. She's representing. Here we go. Full cam. Oh. Chief cam. Chief cam. Whoop, whoop, whoop. All righty. That's as much as we really get sports involved. Yeah. We'll play a little bit. Not going to. No hating. Mild hating here only. Anyway. <laughs> This is traditionally football or no, the time for the submarine of news. Yeah, man. So you're deep diving even, even as you're like watching uh, fumbles or whatever, you can double it up. We're here to hang out with you and talk over what you're otherwise trying to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. How about a, uh, yeah. Start us off. All right. I, I kind of like this, the story of the, uh, the plane jumping, dumping fuel on <laughs> the kids' uh, elementary school playground. Like, it's terrible, but also kind of hilarious. Yeah, can like, I apologize be... in advance? Like, okay, no one died, so don't get mad at us for how funny this gets when you look into it further. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sort of Boeing 777 took off from LAX and then just on route. Uh, it was going to Shanghai, turned around, headed back to the airport and just, uh, had to release the fuel, I guess. I don't Yeah. Like there was a problem a... with a compressor. There was a compressor stall and they say when that happens, it's likely that the engine's going to fail oh, and gotcha. they didn't want to take the whole trip, uh, all the way. They were going all the way to China. Yeah. yeah. So they had a lot of fuel, way more than the plane is supposed to land with. They take oh, off with gotcha. more weight than they're safely able to land with. And the idea is uh, you just dump your fuel if you need to land safely earlier. Mm. And it dumps in a hurry. And it coated this high school and, or this elementary school and all the kids in fuel. There, There's one quote where the kid was like, I thought it was starting to rain. And I looked up and then it was a lot and it didn't smell like rain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then we knew right away it was gas. And they're, like, all coated in gas, thinking they're going to, like, catch fire all of a sudden. That's super scary. But no one did. Um, yeah. Little known fact, like, higher quality fuels are usually less flammable. Still super dangerous. Still had to hose them off because it gave them, like, some mild burns, too. Yeah. Which isn't funny. But a plane suddenly dumping fuel, on a, uh, like, on you is just a weird way for your day to go that I can't help but giggle at a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely not be ha happy if that happened. These kids were like, we got out of school, we got to smell weird. They had a good day. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They might have had a horrible day, and I'm sorry if this had anything to do with you. Uh, we'll just call, just call it a wash. You're joking about it by now. These people have these parents are telling kids about their. Oh yeah, their these kids. Yeah, they're gonna jokes have like, about their flammable kids by now. Yeah, totally. Not spontaneously combusting. No, no one combusted. None of these kids were smokers. Thank goodness. If this was a smoking elementary school, this would be a totally different disaster we'd be looking at. Yeah. Dumped it all over the smoking area yeah. of the elementary school. Thank goodness it was not a high school. Yeah. Did you have, when you guys went to high school, was there always like that kid from middle school who would try to bump smokes off you? They didn't like let the middle schoolers and high schools like touch in my area. No. Well, I had like, because <laughs> we had open campus and uh, so we'd all just go to the neighborhood of some friends and like, you know, hang out and be stupid teenagers but there was always like one kid who was in like eighth grade who would ride his bike i guess he like never went to school and he'd just like roll up on us and be like hey do you guys have a cigarette I'm like how old are you kid 
It's like 12 or 13 or something. Like Did that. you have one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not saying you didn't hook it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever, kid, it's your life. Shit. Oh, man. So we've got some tips on what to do if your city experiences a airplane dumping fuel on the local education places. Keegan says, give everyone 10K and call it a day. I think these, I think like five or six will have done it with these folks. I don't know. I don't know how settlements work. I don't know know if you're supposed to negotiate things like that either. But I mean, hey, you you know, airplanes got gonna be airplanes, you know. Sometimes, sometimes airplanes have a little incontinence. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't be a procedure now to like throw the kids under an awning or something, or like a one of those eye wash wash stations. Oh yeah, yeah. There should be eye wash stations everywhere. What are we doing? Right. Chris was asking about the snowstorm or gas dump day. Was there a snowstorm too? I might not. I might need more. Yeah, what's going on here? You, you have to pay the lawyers first, so it's got to be at least ten. All right, all right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, next time we have a. And then the kids get like two. Yeah. <laughs> if that, I mean, the kids probably get like a hundred bucks because you know the parents are going to be like, "Oh uh, yeah, we're putting this in account for you for college." Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. You know, paying all the bills we're behind on. Well, next time RadioVegas.rocks is passively responsible for injured children. We're going to get Keegan over to help us settle that stuff. <laughs> Settled. Like, this is the minimum. Yeah. Hey, this is what you get away with and look like generous and, like, not have people question it. That'll just squash it. Like, you just don't want people asking questions. All right. Totally. Now, I forgot. Did we introduce our uh, correspondent and co-host today, Ange Kerfoot? We did. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure I'm covering everything. We're trucking through. Double, double intro. Yeah. Double intro. I'm just holding off till it picks up. That's right. Yeah. And we can totally pick it up with uh, another instance of something, right? With some of this more dank yeah, I news. Was actually, I was actually pretty interested in uh, uh, NASA growing a moon base out of mushrooms. All right. Moon shrooms. Yeah, which does make sense. But the idea is uh, take like starter soil to the moon um, in a little habitat and start growing it in a mold. And then... Once it grows in the shape of the building that you want, you just heat blast it, and then it turns it uh, basically into like a brick. That's and awesome. And kills the fungus. Like that guy's hat that was on Joe Rogan, who's like a mushroom specialist. Oh, yeah. Durable hat. Paul Stamets. Yeah. Holla. Dude's awesome. Yeah. Stamets buildings. Well, we got to put something on there. You can't just go to the moon and, and call it a day. Yeah, or, I mean, it's, <laughs> right. <laughs> just, oh, we're here now. All right. What next? Just like, we're just, we're just going to sit out in the middle of the moon. Dig a hole. You brought a garden we spade. We probably get headed back. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I heard of was building, like, sand igloos and bringing a giant magnifying lens and positioning it so that the sun would bake the sand igloos into glass that that didn't pan out this is an old idea that it's yeah that not, sounds like really far-fetched there's like, no glass igloos there now scrutiny. yeah <laughs> it's a lot of heat to turn the moon dirt into glass yeah the moon dirt really sucks to interact with too have you heard about how uh, toxic it is yeah 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 it's got all these sharp edges to it so the moon dust 
because there's been no blowing it around to round the corners off. It's super pokey. It's like broken glass. Doesn't it stick to everything? Yeah, it's really sticky, too. Sticky and pokey. And it's like asbestos, basically. Yeah. The moon is just made of asbestos. That's how you know it's (laughs) man-made. Well, yeah, of course our our moon has been manufactured by an ancient civilization. We're leaving that as a given. I think it's neat that the Earth is flat, but our moon is round. (laughs) Isn't that neat? Yeah. The all other... (laughs) Or there was a, there was funny this uh, I always love just like uh, comebacks on Twitter when someone says something that's obviously like immediately inconsistent, and it was this politician saying like we need to start converting like thinking about converting other uh, atmospheres to be livable for humans and like but also in the same tweet mentioned that like all these uh, climate change alarmists and stuff and the guys like wait so you're saying like we could uh, start uh, changing like man-made climate change on any other place but earth <laughs> yeah we can totally take charge of the climate on these other planets sure but we have no idea what we're talking about with this yeah, climate like it's just not possible i want to choose some climates <laughs> yeah right yeah let's choose some climates right now let's totally i choose uh temperate for my climate. <laughs> what are we putting these climates on we can I, pick our own like moon sections yeah i don't i kind of like the uh the eternal misery of the desert you know yeah i'll visit your desert climate you gotta have it the desert heat i just i i feel like i need it someone's got a terrible addiction right now snow area and then you can go back and forth between it like the hot tub and the pool yeah although snow it just kind of sucks man i don't know if we can pull off snow anytime soon but at least like a cold area to switch it up I just had this weird vision of myself snorkeling like under layers of snow. That oh, one, oh, snow snor- snorkeling? You have to have like a, you know, a couple of snowsuits on, obviously. That's the kind of thing you can do on the moon if you purchase moon <laughs> property today. Don't wait till it's actually accredited and officially yours. I can't snorkel in the snow there. I'm not going. Yeah. That's right. And I can guarantee that the property that you're officially buying from me that I apparently possess on the moon is snow snorkel. Uh, ready. So when snow snorkeling is a thing, which is difficult to say quickly, but I'm yeah. getting better at it. That's where it'll occur first. You're getting prime snow snorkel. Stark, to- snow Tony Stark. What? There's no snow snorkeling? You call this a moon? <laughs> Fuck, man. You remember when there was like, actually, you could purchase real estate on the moon? There was a company that would sell like... Kind of like you can buy stars. Yeah, exactly. Which are really yeah. suns, but I don't want to get into that again. <laughs> As if someone was arguing with you about those are suns, man. Nah, those aren't suns over there. I was just so pissed. I'd be like, I paid for a star and it's a sun. I'd be so happy. (laughs) Like, hell yeah. I know. That's like a bonus. That might have planets. Speaking of which, I don't know how much we dwelled on it, but it's worth bringing up again that the first uh, planet that is likely to be earth-like enough to be somewhat habitable at least has a chance of it like the first goldilocks zone confirmed planet was discovered by one of those uh fresh planet discoverers you can see it in the notes of our last episode um we've been discovering planets the last year there's new ways of telling when a planet moves in front of a a star for sure Mm. and of the ones recently discovered one was recently like legit it seems like it's old news when it just happened like uh, two weeks ago well because i feel like we've been hearing about that though for a a while we've always assumed stars had planets but 
no one's as excited as I feel like everyone should be that we're actually confirming that that's real, that we weren't just assuming. Because for all we knew this whole time, other stars, uh, we were the only planets, let alone the only planets with life on them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. While life isn't confirmed, the fact that it's been this quickly that we've been able to detect planets where life could be similar to how we function as life, like the, the heat is all good. There could be an atmosphere there. Apparently, planets tend to fall into these pockets on other stars of there being rocky planets towards the middle, gassy ones mm-hmm. further out, a belt of baloney in between. It's like a thing. We might be more average than even we thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. more and more average. Like, even the, the gal- like spiral galaxies are, like, fairly common and shit. So. But uh, singular stars are actually less common. So we're actually... Yeah, immediately finding out that this planet and many other ones primarily go around binary star systems that most of the stars we've seen out there are actually couples which is kind of adorable (laughs) we've got like one of the few bachelor stars yeah Yeah, or bachelorette i shouldn't be gendering our son (laughs) (laughs) all right so moon base out of mushrooms holler if there's more um to that you want to add but in the meantime these notes are as always available at greasyconversation.com you check on this episode you check on it you check how it's doing and there's a link to the uh links for this show the articles we're looking at you can look at them with us so that's that with that moon what about uh what about google what's what's this with google and 27 club Oh, <laughs> check this out. In the spirit of Nam, um, I was looking at the 27 Club. If you're unfamiliar, it's all the musicians that have died at 27. Something about like how we deal with mental health and artists and the uh, centralization of media and the death of the local village entertainer mm-hmm. has led to a um, tradition since recorded music began of artists dying at 27 it's just a popular age to to have some kind of like crisis that leads to uh preventable deaths yeah and it started with musicians but then like eventually it was just i mean earlier seemed like famous if you're have some sort of some sort of notoriety or a certain level then you just get included yeah after that right now the current uh like collection of them includes um, other artists as well. Yeah. And there was what? a... Uh, Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it dilutes okay. it. Okay. <laughs> 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 Google had real. a special thing. It's not the real 27. Yeah. You guys are going to think I'm crazy because Google like doesn't change ever or something in your mind. But I swear there was a special 27 club like Google search thing that happened. When I searched for this before. Really? I what if it's like some it Apple only thing? Yeah, now this just looks like a regular Google search for 27 Club. But yep. I got like, a, maybe maybe if it's on your phone, but I got like this like layout of like 27 Club people. It was the pretty family, cool. The 27 Club family tree or something? Yeah, I was able to scroll through it like <laughs> its own like interface for the 27 Club. There is a few that I hadn't even realized. It's something worth checking out. If you didn't know this was a thing, it would be very cool to be the ones that introduce you to this because there's a a lot of like front people from bands that you didn't realize like that's what happened to that band. Like, oh, I forgot about them. 
Um, who are some of the most, uh, or who are the few that like stuck out as really surprising? Uh, founding members of bands that I didn't know were missing a founding member, like Brian Jones was a founding member of, um, I think it was the Rolling Stones, original founder and leader of the Rolling Stones. I had no idea. Hmm. Uh, I was only familiar with uh, all that Jagger Rolling Stones. There's classic ones like Hendrix that you might have known, but I didn't know Robert Johnson was in the 27 Club. He's so influential, I thought he had to have died like in his 30s. Mm-hmm. So that was another surprising mm-hmm. one. Uh, Janis Joplin is a classic that people forget about with the club sometimes. There's a um, John Michael Basquat uh, who died in 1988. Jean-Michel Basquiat. Thank you. <sighs> Fixed. I was going to feel bad about that later and someone else is going to give me crap. But yeah, that's that's um, not a musician, but like uh, buddy, like Andy Warhol certified artist. Yeah, actually, his uh, one of his paintings recently became the most uh, sold at auction for the highest amount of money or most valuable painting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. one of the things that I got into looking at this was like diving into him and all the stuff that he did that I didn't realize. I was like, holy crap. I was sleeping on this dude. So that's my 27 club dive situation. But I highly recommend this inspire you to check out more of these folks in this little chunk. Of, some of these like ways to die are uh, like, what are you saying? Pretty intense. Accidental blunt traumatic asphyxia. Whoa. That has a couple things going on. at once. Yeah. There. Is that like if you fall and hit your neck on a table? That's what it that's what it sounds like to me. That was the dude who played Chekhov in the Star Trek reboot. That sounds like intense, man. Yikes. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like bad aim of passing out walking around. You gotta have a spotter. Here's the thing. <laughs> so many of these A walking spotter. <laughs> you you have handlers. They if you're wobbling around, you shouldn't be standing. They should be like, sit down for the rest of your evening, sir. You're not good at standing up right now, and we're not going to put the ropes on you again. Sit down. Oh, man. Like uh, Michael Carradine and, uh, or no, Danny Carradine? Carradine and uh, Michael Hitchens from In Excess. Am I messing up these names? Basically, the people that died from autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, yeah, I know. They needed a spotter above all else. David Carradine. Thank you. Yeah. You got to have a spotter. That's the thing. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to the fridge to grab a soda. You want anything? Oh, yeah, man. You need a spotter? No, no, no. I mean, if you can do that, if you're... There's signs before you fall and hit your neck on a table that you're at risk. Like, you're not walking normal leading up to that. Someone should have been like, no, you're in sit-down mode for the rest of the evening. You haven't, you lost your walking privileges. I mean, these yeah. people are worth money. There's money on their heads. The insurance people alone should be sending an adjuster to dote after these people. Like the label sent me, I'm an insurance adjuster. I just have to make, have to make sure you're not walking around when you get to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah You totally. do your show, you sit down. We'll move the chair with you on it if we've got to. We don't need you walking around banging your neck on things. So there. Solved. Oh, man. Yeah, these are intense, man. If you're if you're at Throw all another morbid, one. If you're all <laughs> morbid. We got a couple minutes before Bob Thornton yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's cherry pick just some. some of them. Like, there's not nearly as many uh, ODs as you would expect. Yeah, that's what I 
But that's uh, the that's the forty something musicians that yeah, get like, better. They survive twenty seven, and then they come back for just one more revisit, and then they get taken out. Right. Or uh, they they were they were mixing street drugs with prescription things, and their doctors were already like streeting them up. Yeah. Fentanyl. Yeah. Some of that street fentanyl, and some classic people just wanting to have a good time again for old time's sake. Like, uh, I think that's. I don't want to say Tom Pity and Tom. Tom Petty and Prince, I think both were ones that like some street opiates got in the mix of what otherwise mm-hmm. would have just been an ordinary, safe, good time. And they didn't know being good folks for a while, like how crazy the streets gotten in their absence <laughs> sneaks up on you. <laughs> right. um, the one of the Batman people, not one of the Batman, so to speak. This is why we need you to... Uh, Make sure you've got Google on hand when we're introducing you to things, because we'll tell you about stuff most of the way to have almost a fact. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> but know, some like, of these chunks of facts are so 70, interesting. 70, 75%, you know. <laughs> Shit. One of them uh, fell off a horse and died from the injuries. Oh, my gosh. It's pretty straightforward. Who is that? Uh, Roger Lee Durham, Durham, singer and percussionist of Bloodstone. Hmm. Heard of him. Uh one that's like kind of harrowing where did i just see it um now disappeared officially presumed dead in november 23rd 2008 like Ooh, a disappearing one yeah like still to this day never found damn and a lot of them are like straightforward and just but a few of them are uh yeah the first couple articles i pulled up totally left out shannon hoon that was one of my favorites from uh the band Blind Melon. Oh, yeah. 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 All I can say, man. R.I.P. Yeah, man. All right. That's On that intense. somber note, let's play some Bob Thorntons. Yeah, man. So. Cherish your life. Uh, take place in our sponsors. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Hey, listen up, guys. I'm here to tell you about Ball Wash. That's right. Ball Wash wants you to stay clean, smell great, and be fresh. Let's face it. It gets a little funky down there. Nobody likes it. So Ball Wash, it's all about quality grooming products for men that work hard, play harder, and care what they put on their body. Ball Wash, Sack Spray, and Nut Rub are the ultimate trio to keep your package in perfect condition. I got to tell you, I was skeptical at first, but I tried the Ball Wash, you know, for your nuts, butt, and body with activated charcoal, and it is a feel like no other but it's cool because they've also got the sack spray <laughs> that's right <laughs> they don't disguise what it is it's definitely for the sack and uh it's awesome because it neutralizes odor and irritation we know it it's a little hot and gummy down there it's disgusting right we're disgusting uh and they've also got the nut rub you gotta love the nut rub ballwash.com is where you're gonna want to go you're gonna want to enter the coupon code radio vegas you're gonna get 15 percent off gotta check them out guys it is totally worth it get ballwash today go to ballwash.com coupon code remember it radio vegas and you're going to get 15% off. Hey, Rio Vegas Rocks listeners. It's your favorite habitual line stepper, Sober Sal from the Not Playing Stupid podcast. For those who know me, I'm all about barbecue. The problem I was running into is finding a place when I'm out of town that is one, amazing, and two, won't cut into my drinking money. So next time you're in Vegas, you got to check out Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Jesse Ray's Barbecue is an award-winning barbecue joint that serves Vegas' best slow-smoked ribs, 
chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and my favorite, brisket. Trust me when I say it's not just good, it's delicious. So before you blow your kid's college fund at the roulette wheel, or marry the chicken mitt five hours ago while playing Keno, make sure you do it on a full happy stomach at Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Casino. Mention you heard this ad from my show, and you get a free punch in the mouth from sweet old Jesse Ray herself. Mm-mm, that sh- got some kick. So don't forget Jesse Ray's Barbecue, where they're all about that butt. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-610-3497. 800-610-3497. That's 800-610-3497. It's Lizzie Minx. Lizzie Minx, bringing you all the hits from the 80s and the 90s. Radio Vegas Top Rocks. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing this fabulous morning? We are going to be doing the best of 1999. Thanks for tuning in to Lizzie Minx's mixtape. Let's get it started with some share. Hey! Radio Vegas Dot Rocks. Ah! Oh no! Ah! It's Greasy Conversation. We're back. Thank you so much. If you fast forwarded, take a moment to rewind a couple times too, because that's how life is balanced out. When you neglect our commercials, you're really neglecting your own self enrichment. And I can't help you with that. What I can't help you with is dank news because we got dank news every week yeah i all right i just have to shit on this thing for a while for yeah a minute all right let's it's have a home, moment it's this home crypto mining machine oh yes all right because i saw an ad for it when i was watching youtube and it looks did you by chance put the link in the news i did that? it should be under the uh the nasa mushroom farm okay great because you mentioned this earlier and we we're getting some education on the ratios of how this is crazy yeah so it's it's like a it's a very nice looking white box that looks like a sleek computer tower very slim one and uh, it costs 800 bucks and it's just supposed to you're just supposed to plug it in hook it up to your wi-fi an app on your phone controls it and it just mines cryptocurrencies for you right which is like sounds too good to be true yeah because it totally is. Because, like, it was, it was too late to start, like, mining cryptocurrencies, like, five, six years ago, if not earlier than that, with, with like, investor money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Seriously. So, you don't know, you don't have any friends in your life that even know someone that even has worked somewhere where crypto mining in the United States at all is a thing. And yet you think you can get this box and put it in your house and it'll just sit there and make money. And yet you probably have a more powerful computer than what this box. It's $800. 
I mean, that's already too much money for like what the guts probably are. But chances are your laptop is probably going to at least be something you could wet your toe in crypto mining. If you're, you could afford to get your $2,000 laptop or whatever, you don't think you can like maybe leave it on at night in crypto mine. And maybe someone, you know, might've thought of this if it made any amount of money, but no, yeah. <laughs> this box is going to have some kind of processor in it that uh, no one else has gotten a hold of. And it's all marketed. Like It's just like really, uh, obviously too good to be true marketing on something that has existed before and people didn't buy it. Uh, there's been plenty of in home, like buy it and crypto mine here, but you're going to pay for the electricity what it's costing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just some good, if you go like to actual, it's called a coin mine, but if you go to the actual website, it's just like some funny pictures that like seem like they're trying to be subtle psychology to like make it look really appealing where someone's like looking at this app on their phone and it shows a number on the screen that's like 5 million, <laughs> you know, 958,000. It's just really huge number, but it's like, it's not any form of money. It's not even any form of crypto. It's uh, just a, a way to calculate how far you've mined before there's any return. So it's all this like really obvious psychology. Yeah. It seems that way. I don't know. It's just, it's so easy to get cheap computer parts. It's easy for people to, gather used parts together and make something that can do this, uh, this mining thing. And uh, people don't do it in America. People do it in um, a Chinese uh, warehouse where the government subsidizes the infrastructure and the tax situation is different. And they do it um, where it's like Greenland or Iceland. One of those, the electricity is geothermal. So yeah, the electricity yeah. is crazy cheap. So they invested heavily into it. And that's like the only places when you're trying to compete with that, it drives the price up to where, I don't know, even looking at it uh, with that software years ago on the fast, fastest computer I had lying around, I was going to make like two bucks a month or something. That's still, yeah, that's about what it is still. Yeah. So you can buy this $800 machine, make a couple bucks a month and have fun with that. You're, you're, you're totally uh, making money. Great there. Good job. You made money for these people that made this white box with computer parts in it yeah. and talked you into, you You probably make more money using it to stream Netflix and what you would save not buying like a Chromecast. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. It just seems like a, I mean, it's pretty obvious that it's like a, it seems like a money grab, but you know, and they do the typical sold out and all that, you know, like this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's a gnarly time to mess with crypto because it's as unpredictable as ever, but it's never been easier for a lay person to buy portions of a stock. You can use something like Robinhood, or I think they added it to the Cash App now, the ability mm. to buy less than one full stock in something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can trade way more affordably with spare change. And I don't know, maybe I'm going to ruin it by saying this, but like tech stocks in general, I don't know about medical, but like uh, chip fabricators, chip designers, Intel, AMD, everyone's doing really well. Intel, <laughs> Intel's not had like the best decade compared yeah. to AMD, but AMD is arguably kicking their ass in some ways, but they're not sleeping either. Yeah, They're yeah. not like uh, doing bad. It's just AMD is doing awesome. But I mean, those are just a couple examples. You could do some cursory examinations of trends and tech and still likely win more than you lose if you're really looking to invest 
Yeah. Stock it up a little bit. Just have have yourself a little stock. Don't play with this this uh, baloney coin, Junior. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, uh, you know, tragically in Australia, there's, uh, you know, tons of these fires um, driving a lot of wildlife out. But it's been observed that wombats are super helpful little furry guys. And they're sharing, I guess, like wombats have... Uh, networks of burrows that they use and so they're sharing it with um, just all different kinds of animals to help them escape the wildfires man Whoa. yeah which is pretty cool but so a lot of people are saying that the Australian government is not really handling the fires very well that's like a general consensus from citizens um, I've been seeing if you know I don't have the full picture of course but to qualify that um, but a lot of people are like, uh, if everyone votes to put wombats in charge of everything, say I, <laughs> just because they're being more helpful to animals than like the government or just more, you know, to combat the fires in general. Are wombats really this big or is this a Photoshop? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I thought wombats were fairly small. This is a good, fo- so if you're, you know, not taking a look at this with us. There is a wombat that is hugging a, a human man, and its head is about twice the width of his head, and its body is bigger around than mine, and this man's hugging it, and its little clawed paws are like the same size as my hands and just dangling over there. Claws <laughs> about the size of my fingers, and it's a really great Photoshop if wombats aren't that big. If wombats are that big, holy crap, that's a friendly thing to put up with that hug. Because usually the closer you are to a human-sized animal, uh, the less likely you are to accept a hug from a human. Huh. There's myriad examples. Bears don't accept human hugs very often without uh, eating a person. Um, Cats, the bigger cats, hug way less than the smaller cats. It's hard (laughs) enough to get a smaller cat to hug you. A large one is likely to injure you terribly. Yeah, yeah. So I discourage this. Uh, the larger the dog, uh, especially when you get into wolf territory, wild dogs don't take a hug. Mm. Um, there's people that would take exception to this, but they're either specialists or uh, doomed to be wolf food. This is saying wombats are like 44 to 77 pounds. So I think 3. someone... 3 feet. That's still... That's a pretty good-sized animal. That looks huggable. Okay. This lady is holding one, and it's... Uh. What would you say about the size of this? Yeah, these people are hugging them. Whoa, this guy. Okay, that's Photoshop. The guy lying on this one. <laughs> the shadows don't line up. But this lady is the definitely of- holding a wombat. Oakja. <laughs> Oakja. Oh, man. Media recommendation. If you haven't seen Oakja. I still haven't yet. I need to. Oh, dude. Get ready to cry. Yeah. I could go for a good cry. What would you compare the size of this we wombat this one's today. holding? Yeah, Oakja it's, later. It's a... Uh, it's like a German Shepherd, a wide German Shepherd. No, nah, it's not that big. I don't think so. I think German Shepherd. Well, German Shepherds seem like taller. Okay. You know what I mean? This seems like a little stout. Wider, well, but not as long as a. Yeah, probably like as heavy, but uh, not as not as tall and thin. This, these are like little stout round guys. It's man. an unusual shape for an animal. So I'm having difficulty explaining its size. I would say uh, bigger than carry-on luggage. 
Like, he wouldn't fit in carry-on luggage. Oh, yeah, you'd get charged extra for this mofo. Oh, yeah, but he would fit in, like, about the biggest suitcase you could check. Maybe. Dang. It says, uh, baby wombats are called a puggle. Oh, no! <laughs> what are they called? A puggle. That's crazy. I wonder if puggles were already a breed before they started calling baby wombats that. This is a uh, really adorable animal for being so big. I know. They're, I think they're, like, I mean, fairly aggressive, see. though. Or maybe I'm thinking of another, but I think wombats are, are fairly aggressive. These but. are probably raised in captivity ones that are probably less aggressive because of that. But, I mean, it's one of those things where even if they're as aggressive as a normal person that you just might tick off, there's a lot of <laughs> capability to injure here. Like, you get me aggressive and I've got tall claws like that. Man, look out. Yeah, right. Yeah, some people, man. Have you ever wanted to do that just... Or are you ever like that? You just wake up in a mood where you're just like instantly aggressive to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I also tend snarl. to wake up thinking everyone's upset at me. Yeah. <laughs> I just wake I up and, yeah. and just think I'm going to look at my phone and it's going to be a bunch of things that, that I made people mad about in my sleep somehow. While <laughs> oh, you're sleeping. Whoa. We freaking got Twitch chats for once. Thank bloody Moses. And we're getting some love in the Twitch. Nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah. not going to say anything bad about Twitch, but it's not where we get the most people looking at us. Bless our hearts. They're really big on the streaming content. It'd be nice to store some content there to look forward. But I think maybe they're onto something that maybe we're not. Like, Twitch is really all about the, the live stuff only. Anyway, good to see you again, Koba. He's mentioned wombats can be dangerous to semis. You can hit a fully grown wombat in your car and, and kiss your front axle goodbye. Damn. Holy crap. Hot tip. Dodge him. <laughs> uh, this baby one, though, is beyond cute. I didn't know there was a cute animal I was sleeping on like this. This is a, wasn't on my cute animal radar, and right. now it's on the list when I need to go. Sometimes there's a time in your life you just need some cute animals, right? Yeah, totally, man. If you are not aware of this uh, mental health tip, take a cute animal break sometimes. You'd be surprised. Yeah, just like silly or like silly animal videos, man. Yeah. It just it does wonders for the soul. It's healthy. For that increasing increasing amount of paranoia I feel every day that I age. <laughs> man, okay, new cute animal discovery. And before we change subject entirely, I have to show everybody uh capybaras really quick. I can't yeah, those, talk that's about, what I was thinking of, like, comparing it to, but that doesn't seem like a very good comparison because I don't think... Large and cute. They're both in that large yeah. and cute territory. Capybars are like giant guinea pigs. They, they seem more docile, Without too. the bedhead. The claw situation isn't as fierce in the capybara. Yeah. But you know, like, guinea pigs just have, like, bedhead, bedhead yeah. all over. <laughs> that would be my mascot if I was, like, a... A moose company, like that I made like hair care products. Yeah. Candy <laughs> pig is the mascot would be awesome. Yeah. The way capybaras enjoy water poured on them, it's just like, oh man, I wanna feel like that animal looks right now. Look at this time. He's so happy. Splashing and so dignified. Anyway, if you're if you're looking, you don't you know, if you're listening this just looks like a giant rat with a serious face. That's all we're looking at with these capybaras. You're not missing too much. But check it out later at your leisure. It's a good time. All right, what do you have next all on right. the agenda? So right this is a, 
I don't know. This is just kind of funny. It's this. It's a picture of a flight. It's a Southwest emergency landing where the uh, oxygen mask deployed. But there's like a photo. I don't know if someone took a, a selfie. It looks kind of like that. And it just shows like everyone in the photo is not wearing the mask correctly. Because <laughs> you're supposed to cover your, your nose and your mouth. With, no one's with covering the their nose. And so they just everyone just put it over their mouth and is just like, that's it. All done. Yeah. One person's so, like just casually reading his Twitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, still. He's like, yeah, yeah, oxygen, whatever. Like anyone needs that. <laughs> When's the last time I needed oxygen? Huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, just kind of funny. This is funny, and it's a great time to remind you all to put the mask over your whole uh, eyes and, and eyebrows as well. Yeah. Stretch it out. Get that whole face oxygenated. Well, especially because they, I mean, they tell you that before you take off and they do demonstrations, but no one pays attention to them. No. Guilty. I do. Do you? I'm always like, oh, yeah, I've like, I would probably have done the same thing. Even though I've ridden on planes like I don't even, too many times. We repeat it back to each other to make sure <laughs> with a nod. And then we salute the, uh, <laughs> the um, steward. I'd like to comment on whether or not I believe the person in the exit row is worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Objection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can handle this duty, sir. Yeah. All right. I don't think you've got the fucking medal. They asked right. if people felt like they were ready to raise your hand. I see you raising your hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Frankly, if that thing opens, I'm going to yeah. clamber over you before you realize what's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, there's an accident and, and you're going to open the door. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bullshit. Sure, pal. All right, yeah, sure, yeah. Open it right now. Just, uh, yeah. See if you yeah. can open it. You can't even fit through it. You think it opens the same way as your fridge? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Dang, Suck safety it. tips today, everybody. Is this really about our lives or your leg room? Oh. Right. Damn. Leg room, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the most, <laughs> most important commodity on an airplane, man. I would like to pay extra to have every row be an emergency row. <laughs> It's like the heaviest airplane made of all these doors. <laughs> yeah, just doors. <laughs> Door yeah. air. What if it was like zippers, though? That'd be cool. Like a, a patchwork plane? No one wants to see like a flying tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. All right, scratch that. All I right. like this Microsoft buys a plane and they call it doors. It's just all these doors. <laughs> you you had enough of windows from us. Get ready for doors. It's the future of air travel. Oh, man. It's all it crashes all the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> or it's a, a plane in the shape of a house, just like a house with wings. Yeah, I would like that helicopter house. Yeah, man. Dude, Kickstarter helicopter house. I'll see you there. How, how many times do you see like helicopters? Maybe when you're like driving across the strip, there's that. Uh, I think they do like training for helicopter pilots and also tours out of there. Uh, I see them all the time. I'm like, oh man, that one's going down. It's going down. They just look all the time like they're going to crash if they're not way up. Yeah, it's, especially there's like a train of them that come in around sunset. They all come yeah. in from towards the Grand Canyon and they yeah. they line up and I swear some of them get squirrely. I swear some of them get excited. Yeah, they just and you just sit there and you're like you might be stuck in traffic, but you just can't take your eyes away. You're like, oh, man, I'm finally going to see it. Yeah. Finally going to see a real life helicopter. Nope. I got a bad feeling about this, guys, especially if you get the right angle of the New York, New York. So get this hot tip. This is fun, too. Uh, you drive west on Russell from mm. the, the west side. 
So you're on the west side of town, you're going towards the middle, you're on Russell, you're heading there, there's a part where all the businesses clear up. And if you're looking at the New York, New York, and the winds go in the right direction, because that affects which runway they take off from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if an airplane is taken off uh, northwest, it looks like it goes between the buildings on the New York, New York. Oh, wow. Because the way the perspective is and the fact that the New York's closer... So even though the plane is plenty high up, it still goes behind some of the New York buildings. Yeah, from the angle. Yeah, and this is in Vegas, if you're listening, and all of a sudden you didn't know where the show is from. Because we've got shows from all over um, the... I guess all over the whole world. All over most of the English-speaking world. All over the Western civilization, there are as many shows in RadioVegas.rocks. This is one that's locally in Vegas. So it's baby-sized New York that we're talking about. Our little facsimile of New York. The planes barely miss it, it seems. Yeah. It's, it's haunting. Yeah. <laughs> it'll look like they'll just hover in air uh, when you don't have a perspective from any clouds being in the sky or anything. Mm-hmm. The planes look like they're just like hanging out there, not going anywhere. Yeah. It's the creepiest. Yeah, this is an awesome city to hallucinate in. <laughs> stuff's just Very already, true. already messing with you. Very true. All right, so all right, if there's a secret to live a long life, what do you guys think it is? The secret to living a long life is uh, like sleeping. Past, past 100. Got to sleep more than a third of your life away to live past 100 is my thought. Yeah. Like right away, first answer, hella sleep. What do you think? Besides sleep, growing your own food in the country without, uh, you know, in probably in the Midwest, growing tomatoes herbs tea if you can not smoking not putting anything else into your body usually to, to live somewhat healthy past 100 minimize what Can't junk relate, you got out of filter <laughs> yeah i know I've seen it happen my grandmother was 100 <laughs> the last the other filter. one was 85 <laughs> one of them smoked though <laughs> so the less your filter organs have to work that's got to be a factor think they're probably doing not eating probably smoothies all the time so your body didn't have to break things down as much would probably be good yeah down for that so this is do you have any guests before you reveal the real answer in this article well what i what i would like my initial thought is i always think of like uh keith richards right so i just feel like if you if you end up on drugs like you just have to go full bore and do it forever and like let the drugs keep your body alive Okay. Didn't right. he stop though? Wasn't yeah, he like know. always moderating? Yeah, so yeah. like do drugs forever, but moderate? Cause yeah, I don't think totally. he went as extreme as people said he did. No, I don't think so. It's just like a running, running joke yeah. about like, why is Keith Richards still alive? No, I mean, he's probably like sober. I don't, I don't know. It's just uh, what I've heard is he just never hit the wall. He never like dragon chased. He just always did like an okay amount and didn't ever do like a crazy amount. But that yeah. might be, that might be true. That might be. Uh, anyway, so, so this many are, variations. Yeah, this are, I mean, it, it, it actually is probably like sleeping is extremely important. We're discovering it's like... Was that the answer on the article? No. So this is... These pop up once in a while. It's, it's like when a certain... Just they find an old person who does an interview or something, right? And they write a story about him. It's this guy. He's 107. And he says that the secret to living to his age is a shot of whiskey every morning. So okay, sure. He says, I've had a shot of whiskey in my coffee... Every morning for a hundred years. Since he was seven. Yeah. Then. Which also means he's had coffee since he was seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
That is that's just crazy enough. It's hardcore. It's I like, really yeah, think I'm going to work in the mine. I, I think that like something that probably wouldn't hurt you, like you could probably handle a shot of whiskey every day and be like neutral. Yeah, yeah. And so it probably just is getting like okay, so there's this old couple. The first time I heard about someone being on the news for being old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a kid and they're interviewing this old couple and they're like, what's your secret to being all super old? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to find out. <laughs> it's the first time they're revealing the secret. I was like seven or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm witnessing this moment in TV history. And they're like, we eat tapioca pudding every day. <laughs> oh yeah, we make our own tapioca and we share it with our neighbors and we're all old and eating tapioca all the time. Tapioca, B-roll of tapioca. <laughs> and I was like, no! <laughs> I've never felt lied to by the media like harder. Yeah. Like I knew even at seven, I'm like, tapioca is not doing crap for them one way or the other. They just like tapioca. <laughs> so that's how I feel that's about funny. this whiskey situation. Yeah, that's why I just thought it was funny. I don't know. It's These always pop up. Uh, they were probably more popular like in the past. But uh, when it wasn't like super common for people. But now, I think there's like enough people that live past 100 that it's not like. As big a deal. If someone gets like past 110, then you're like, all right, damn, son. If he was like, like a down. biological chemist and he was telling me whiskey every day, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I put it through this triple filtration process. Right. Whole Mariano Pops Rotelli. All right, Rotelli. So, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if this was like satire or something, but it doesn't seem that way. But it just seems. But I've heard that before, like. Old dudes are like, oh, yeah, I just smoke cigars every day and, and drink whiskey. That's the secret. And it's like, no, I think you just have really good genes. Yeah, sometimes it's that roll of the dice. You didn't uh, hang out. You could have literally just not lived in neighborhoods in your town that have uh, too much radon in the ground and been less susceptible to cancer. Yeah. And also, supposedly, if you don't get any radon exposure you're more susceptible to other cancers because you don't build up the tolerance that you get from radon growing up. So you need like a little bit. Yeah. So there's like a sweet spot in radioactivity that you're supposed to be naturally uh, exposed to throughout your life. And then aside to all the million other factors that involve cancer or not. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lottery. So we got a, a question from... Our dude, Koba, if we have any thoughts on the Australian wildfires, I think we covered that a touch earlier, that there's speculation of the government being less yeah, than a lot of supportive. Yeah, and it's Can't just, verify ourselves, but... Yeah, I don't keep up with Australian politics as much as I should, I guess. But, I mean, anytime just a natural disaster happens, like it's a tragedy. We have no, we need more processes for being able to help other countries and funding for people that want to help to go over there and... Some companies need to support by paying people to be off to go do it. And there's just so many yeah, little things that need to be done that wouldn't require much. Yeah, it's like, I mean, major. Airlines need to volunteer to disasters. fly people there for free that want to help out in yeah, larger numbers. Like I mean. And it's not like breaking the bank for these fucking companies, man. I mean, we could all. They need to stop making like 21 and under the age to join the Peace Corps. Like, there's just so many ridiculous networks and rules that can't help out for this that or the other reason and people there's a ton of people that want to help that can't uh get over there i like one point that you made that it doesn't just mean that because our country is helping it's being ripped out of our tax dollars there's little things that say like the airline you mentioned how much extra does it cost them to give up a couple seats when they have empty seats half the time anyway 
to get people over right. there to help or to help people evacuate, things like that. Why isn't there a running <clears throat> list for people that want to help out without being necessarily a part of a privatized thing? Why can't it be some mass ongoing list? Facilitating those that want to help and have the means rather than... Yeah, uh, why can't yeah. jobs pay everybody for two, 14 days a year to go volunteer somewhere? Even 60% of their wages would help. It would help more efficiently and be better marketing of their help than if they just gave the money of those wages to these organizations too. If they could actually send people paid their regular amount that are willing to do that instead of their job for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's, that that's like boots on idea. the ground. That's major. The company I work for will pay you eight hours a year, which is nothing, don't get me wrong, but it's it's a start. Everybody could yeah. offer at least one shift. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A really big jump from that to going to help out in Australia, but still, you know. Yeah. It's something Gotta that start. a company's doing, a step in the right direction. I'm also happy with uh, companies that are willing to offer alternative work schedules. Uh, like my mom just recently was able to go to four tens. And this is really exciting to me. She works for the government in New Mexico that that's on the table. I feel like jobs that are administrative things where the schedule doesn't matter about the job getting done mm -hmm. should offer more flexibility like that and let people schedule their life differently. Yeah, totally. Cause uh, I mean, people just operate differently, <laughs> especially when uh, some jobs they've shown people don't work very efficiently from hour six to hour eight anyway. So the, they might as well be, uh, six hour days and that count as full time. And if those employees could goof off and live their lives, those other two hours, the other six hours would be arguably more efficient. Yeah. More productive. Totally. For sure. And, uh, if you have good, uh, mile markers and check-in points for what constitutes like efficiency in the job rather than just ethereal, uh, like butt in the seat time. Yeah, it's it's discouraging. It's not compatible psychologically to what we've done for uh, what made humans work in society and villages in the early days. Because this new industrialized situation for us is super new to what we're genetically built to handle. It's yeah. part of why we genetically needed a certain number of entertainers per village. And now with centralization of media, that number's all skew. And they have all these people that have it in their genes to fill the societal role for hundreds of thousands of years that now they uh, were going to feel out of place anywhere else mm -hmm. without some kind of system of supporting everybody, at least uh, in some uh, base way, so that whatever we're good at can fill in where it fills in. I don't know. You know where I'm going with this. There's, there's some balancing needs to be done. It's Yeah, or just like being able taken. to like rethink. But it seems like uh, El Capital doesn't want to discuss that because it's just it's like more convenient for companies that we all just conform to one format than uh experiment and, where can you know, sorry to interrupt where can people go on your website to find this stream i have a couple people not finding it so if you go to greasyconversation.com and click on this article um there's a bunch of different links to different ways to get to it there's a big red youtube play button that takes it to the live youtube link and underneath that there's links to see it on twitch um of my facebook profile and then also a link to go to the youtube feed for radiovegas.rocks or you could just go to youtube and type in radiovegas.rocks all one word or greasy conversation and just in the search we pop up right away just googling greasy conversation will pop up a lot of these too. YouTube icon, got it. 
Yeah, there's a big red YouTube play button in the middle of the article, but also underneath it is text with links of different ways to get to it. Or just RadioVegas.rocks has the audio stream. So um, you can close your eyes and click around a few different ways. And uh, it's one of seven different streams that we're on currently to pop on. And also there's a link on that same article to the live news doc on Google where we've got all our notes and links to these sources too. Yeah, man. All right, should we do our second uh, second instance of a second instance of a paint the billy bombs from the paint the billy bombs for in time? Oh, 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 can I get anything? LV Classic Rock is back. Hi, it's your friend on the radio, Dennis Mitchell, and we're back to rocking and rolling just like the good old days. If you didn't know, Las Vegas used to have two classic rock stations, one of which was awesome, and when corporate radio took it away, we just kept it going on the internet, and now it's back in all its original glory. Streaming live 24-7, it's LV Classic Rock, and all you have to do to enjoy it is go to the website, lvclassicrock.com, and use the online player, or get the free Radio Vegas Rocks app. That way you'll never be without LV Classic Rock, Las Vegas' best classic rock station. Hey everybody, it's Crazy Jay, and I want to tell you about ZipBiz. I know what you're thinking. Jay, you've been telling us about ZipBiz. Well, I have the brand new flavor right next to me, and I haven't tried it yet, so let's open it and give this, give this a try. My bottle of water, shake that up. Now this is a brand new flavor, mango peach. I have not tried it, I'm looking forward to it. They have a wide variety of flavors, if you didn't know. They've got grape, fruit punch, orange cream, orange soda, iced tea, all fantastic. But let's give mango peach a try. Oh man, that is absolutely amazing. I'm a fan of all their flavors, but nothing like this. Oh man, that is absolutely delicious. Mango Peach, Zip Fizz, get it today. Visit ZipFizz.com, tell them Radio Vegas, tell them Crazy Jay sent you, and get your Mango Peach today. Zip Fizz Energy, no sudden crash, 10 calorie, low carb, vitamin B, the healthy energy mix, Zip Fizz. Hey everybody, it's Jay from the Rockin' Comedy Show. You know, I've been doing this for a while, and people still come up to me and say, that's a great shirt, where did you get it? $6shirts.com, if you haven't heard by now. That's where I get the majority of all of my funny t-shirts. $6 each, or 10 tees for 50 bucks. They have a great selection, it's fast shipping, and I'm telling you guys, you can't get a deal like 10 tees for 50 bucks anywhere else. 10 tees, 50 bucks, funny t-shirts of all kinds for $6 each. Thousands of t-shirts to choose from, you'll spend hours looking at their website. They've got guys' tees, girls' tees, guys' tanks, shirts that are inappropriate for work. They've got sweatshirts, hoodies, prints. Of course, not all of those are $6, but they started $6 and they worked their way up. Thousands of t-shirts just starting at $6, but you got to take advantage of that deal, that 10 t-shirt for 50 bucks. Check them out now, $6shirts.com. Ah, shirts! Okay, so that's a way to get you excited if uh, commercials are something that maybe you don't appreciate as much as we do because we're commercial enthusiasts here and any of these folks you mentioned radio vegas dot rocks to them and something special will happen regarding that and thank you so much we're welcome we're welcoming you we're welcome greasy conversation <laughs> greasy conversation is the show you're listening to right now we've got more dank news to react to you're welcome and yeah and you're welcome about it
So, so I just found this this article recently, which just demonstrates uh, s some great ingenuity, in my opinion. So this dude just gets bored at the airport, and so he hooks up his PlayStation just to one of the monitors <laughs> that just like that's uh, that's next to you know all those other. Uh, the, the tall, skinny monitors that give the times for each of the arrivals and departures. And there's usually just a handful of other monitors around that are like more like normal screens. He just went over and just like hooked his PlayStation up there and, and started playing. That's awesome. I, I Man, mean, the, the, I can't believe the connections were like available for that. I know, that's, but I, I bet they are, but like... You probably had to open a panel and stuff. Yeah, but you probably just assume like it's it's just like a social expectation where most people would not do that. Yeah, you most know? people would leave it alone. And then there's one dude, he's like, no, fuck that. I'm playing PlayStation, man. He's like, fuck y'all. Airport sucks. <laughs> Why is this video on this article just shows pictures of game footage? I don't this know. Wordless yeah, it's probably, dude, it's probably like just an ad for this game. <laughs> like, that's what it is. It's just an ad. They're like, oh yeah, oh, we yeah. just fell for like an ad for this video game. Just an ad article. People are taking air over airports with this game. It's so <laughs> right? amazing, <laughs> dude. That's another crazy thing to think about. That like, you don't often, but how many like ads or or articles that sound informative are just ads, and not like ads that are written to sound like articles. I mean, I guess that's. Because there used to be those like ads where it's just like a one-page ad, and it looks like a, a, an article, right? Yeah. But it's just an ad, but it's not like a little article with a story in it that's like just actually an ad. Which is kind of brilliant. Like it shows that people absorb things different ways. Mm -hmm. There was a trend of this in magazines that. Um, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, it's continued on to the digital era where you get these articles that would take a full page in the magazine, or rather, an ad. But it would write and it would read. God, I'm mixing up everything. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying. It would read like an article. It was written like an article. Mm -hmm. And some of these were done well enough that I straight up enjoyed what I like got out of them. The right. ones where you actually get like a recording tip or something like that. It's like, oh, this is genuinely cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Awa or like, thanks, Sony. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the ones I was thinking of. What? Uh, what I was thinking with this is that that could be a whole magazine and few people would notice. And the people that did notice might actually love it because how much do you enjoy reading a catalog? If it's like stuff that you like anyway, this oh, might yeah, be like a like hot the imaginary, tip. the imaginary shopping. I know there's people hearing this and they're like, yeah, like a lot of these publications, that's all you're doing anyway. All these are paid articles anyhow. Yeah. But there's a lot of real honest tech reviews in the space. If you could combine, combine all of these <laughs> ones that are written even if it's just hype for manufacturers if it's stuff i'm excited about let's pool the hype let's pile it together that's all right i don't know yeah, man. that's the best i had for an idea <laughs> on that there's something better a moment ago i think but it escaped no it had to have been worse because it was disqualified yeah i'm going to just believe every idea that i ever have for a moment and then escape and lose it that it was like not worthy and that that way, I never feel bad about any loss. Yeah, but that, but it does happen where you're <laughs> it's like, not true, but I mean, let's believe that. Yeah, I just hate those moments where you're you're not near where you can write something down or whatever, like in the shower, or maybe at the gym or something, and then I'm like, and I'm not really thinking about it, and I get an idea, and I'm like, okay, 
All right, usually I'm like super critical about everything I think about because that's just, you know, maybe it's human nature. Um, and I'm like, but this I like. <laughs> I got to remember this. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, fuck. You know, <laughs> just there, there are those ideas where you know yourself that it's good enough for the, the ultimate critic to give it a pass. But you know. Man, notes though like jot notes to yourself as like simple as a concept as that is that like defines the good and bad times in my life had to do with how many notes I took on things. I think, and I think I gave myself an easier time uh, accomplishing things when I like had even like a couple bullet points on stuff. Yeah. I always say like, so it's an argument though. I have to talk myself into it. Oh yeah. Or you, or you just, you do the casual. Oh, I'll remember. Yeah. Will you though? <laughs> no, you won't. Because what happens every time is you're like, God damn it, what was I thinking about? Or before you go to bed, that's the worst one too. When like the lights are off, you're already cozy. You're like, oh, I should just get up and write this down. And then it's going to be a whole rabbit hole. Never going to end. Never going to get any sleep. So you just got to go to sleep and then it's gone forever. Into yeah. the void. I'll put my phone on like that yellowy sleepy mode. Dim it all up. And try to go to bed like that. Because I know I'm going to be grabbing at it with some little nugget. Yeah. Then you got to leave yourself another note to make sure you see that note. <laughs> you got to put that in your calendar. You set an alarm. Yeah. Right. Then you're awake again for a while. Yeah. Don't take it that far. It's like a process, right? Oh man. Dude, writing things in the shower though. That's, that could be a thing. There could be a dry erase board in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some shower thoughts that I, I just rush to my phone, get my phone all corroded and wet and yeah, man. get those notes in there. So I always put, always put my phone in a plastic bag before I go in the shower. Dude, phone in a plastic bag. That's just seriously. Hold on to that one. Phone in a plastic bag is something that if you don't already do that, you're welcome hard. (laughs) Camping, phone in a plastic bag. Fishing, phone in a plastic bag. (laughs) Taking a a dip, phone, put that phone in that plastic bag. (laughs) I just had a thought about people fishing at Lorenzi Park. Remember, I just... Oh, yeah. One morning I went out there for a walk recently and there were like 15 different people fishing. I mean, oh, yeah. first of all, <laughs> there's probably 15. Don't fish get me started on the hooks and ducks thing. Cause all yeah, the, yeah. Totally. How they, in course you're going to break your line all the time. Cause like the bottom of that man-made pond is cement. Yeah. So your, yeah. Ho- your hooks come off all the time and getting all the ducks. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I go do Got some off real track a little there, fishing. but I just, that, no, that, I feel you. <laughs> There's probably no so many at Lorenzi Park. Probably so many cell phones in that water too, <laughs> leaking lithium ion battery time in oh, there yeah. and stuff. Probably not. <laughs> Do they let people canoe in it? I don't think so. If people no, were canoeing, people would be dropping their phones in everything. I bet there's phones and fountains and stuff for people trying to selfie it up over the. Oh yeah, all yeah. the time, endlessly. At least multiple times a day. We need to make phones out of that mushrooms they're making the moon bases out of mm-hmm. yeah mushroom phones yeah ducks can eat that safe man isn't it like <clears throat> are we discovering that like fungus have like crazy networks like under the soil that they use to just spread out it's like a crazy communication network and they develop much like layouts of cities yeah, Which the way really they interconnect is very similar to how we naturally do. Another thing we're finding is that the strings of dark matter that we're barely discovering exist seem to form 
similar fungus-like threads between astral bodies in the in the uh, universe. And further, um, this mushroom that you're talking about that connects under the soil, there is a fungus that does that that is likely to be by mass the largest single organism. Yeah, that's right. Since it's technically part of one big heavy organism throughout the soul, the yeah. soil, kind of like a, uh, uh, it's almost like a nerve network of the earth itself yeah. that can respond and communicate it. impulses throughout great distances. Yeah, man. Soul mushrooms. What if it's talking to the wombats in their tunnels? Could be, and they're man. like, oh, the earth is telling me to let these other animals in and the fungus will get angry. They, they're cute little wombat faces look like they talk to Mother Earth spiritually. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm sure there's a cartoon out there somewhere. Let's make one, Scotty. man. Yeah, man. The Earth wombats. Mother Wombat <laughs> Jr. <laughs> All right. You set yourself up for a sequel talking about the father of Earth Mother Wombat. Father, the father of Earth Mother? Yeah, the father of Earth Mother Wombat. Oh, it's okay. a wombat that speaks to Earth Mother. So she's the Earth Mother Wombat. Gotcha. Not the Earth Mother herself. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Right. It's like a title. It's all, it's all clear now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got... So, uh, in the world of robotics, it's been incredibly difficult to mimic bird wings or bird flight, how they... The exact uh, mechanism, like how they flap their wings and fly like that, right? So wait, you're reading an article that's actually admitting that it's difficult? Because I swear, growing up, every time there was a new like university that made a robot flying bird, mm-hmm. they're like, we did it. We found out exactly how birds fly. And then, like 10 years later, they're like, nah, this was, we found exactly how birds fly. Well, Our it's robot always, it's does always, it. It's always like fixed, fixed wing flight, usually. Or like one pivot yeah. in the middle. Yeah, and it's not like in how the birds actually fly. So these guys took... Oh, let's look at uh, it while you're talking. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, pretty talking about the, myself. <laughs> but the thing that uh, did is they, so they built this, like it looks like just a, a hinge mechanism that flaps similar to how the bird's wings flap. But they actually attached like pigeon feathers. It was a robot pigeon, pigeon pot. So it was specifically a pigeon, this bird. Yeah. And they used actual pigeon feathers that they got from deceased pigeons, oh, of course. Oh, pigeon bot. Yeah. But why a pigeon, man? Maybe it's... Maybe well, because they're just so easy to observe. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's plenty around to talk to about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, this wing is beautiful. That's a lot of articulation compared yeah. to previous mechanical wings. Uh, for folks looking, it's got like two joints and a bunch of dangle feather situations that spread out as the joints open. But now, it is there any... Man, I want to see some of that footage of this thing really giving some flying. Cause yeah. Like, We're so good at making this wing. It doesn't fly yet, you guys. Come on. Yeah, that's probably the probably part of it. Yeah. Bugs? There's some great robot bugs going on right now as far as uh, uh, bug wings. Some, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dragonfly wings and shit. I spent in robot bugs and somehow it came out just robots. And that gets his <laughs> stuff all over the place. That's not helpful. Robot bugs, wings. Okay, so Smarter Every Day, which is a great YouTube channel to check out, recently toured some university, and uh, they were working on some flying robot stuff that I was pretty surprised by. Uh, New York Times has a not-too-long-ago report of this little fella 
can't see him flapping, but it looks like a little stick of um, electronicaliness with four wings on it. It's definitely standing upright. It looks like like when I stand upright and put my hands on my hips, but like a robot bug. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good enough. <laughs> that is a great. Great mental picture. Dang, we've got... Because uh, bugs don't fly like that. They look like me lying down with my hands on my hips, flapping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was bolder. All right, so we're actually... We've actually got a, a bunch of more dank news. Some that we probably won't even get to. If you check out our news notes, there's extra enrichment available. But yeah. what's the next one? To so I, I ran across this. It's a uh, company has created an artificial intelligence dog trainer. Which I think that there's the word artificial intelligence just gets thrown around for like <laughs> every goddamn thing now. Like, I don't know if it's like, oh, my coffee machine turns on at a certain time of day with its alarm clock. That's artificially intelligent. Yeah. It knows what time of day it is, you guys. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it just it teaches dogs uh, commands like simple commands like sit down come and stay and then it has a uh it has a little treat launcher and if the animals do well then it uh it launches a treat at them right in their face <laughs> real fast no i don't i don't know about that but yeah it's uh but i was thinking like i mean there's got to be one for humans coming out soon right like for children little, little children like the, the kid wrangler oh man what were we talking about in China? There was this eye tracking software that they're testing in, in schools and it would tell uh, what kids were not actively interested in the lesson oh, or God, sleeping dude. or bored. And it made the kids and the parents so paranoid that they got rid of it in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was super controversial. Not only were like world articles kind of painting it as creepy, but the kids were like uh, interviewed throughout the process and one kid was like, yeah, I got really good at, like, really zoning out with my eyes open. I it was I could totally trick it. Another kid was like, I just sleep anyway. Uh, there was just, like, all these things around the board that made it extra, not only not effective, but distracting. Where the kids were more concerned about acting like they are paying attention or not to then actually paying attention to anything. Yeah, that seems like a weird system. But China always, like, seems to come out with these weird, like dystopian systems that just seem like over the top man yeah you know? like there's cameras everywhere the face tracking is such that you even uh jaywalk when there's no one around and you'll get an instant message with your ticket within an hour yeah and don't they like self they're like self-reporting or not like self-reporting but like it's people get reported on by other citizens there's like systems set up I don't, maybe i'm thinking of something else but i heard no that's a thing too yeah and even in like some states you can report on like parking infractions with like apps and you get a cut of the <laughs> the ticket <laughs> i'm like that's fucking gnarly man turning your fellow citizens like nah fuck that man let's park park everywhere yeah, that would not work in park like the planet la like people are gonna snitch yeah, right. Some people will because they're like, oh, I just want fucking money. Fuck yeah. it. I don't know these people. They're like, should I can make 10 bucks? Yeah, this person fucking parked wrong. And, you know, I'm under the impression that there's no snitching in Compton. But it's anonymous. So uh, that's the thing. Like, 
I mean, the person's never going to find out, like, who reported them. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, so, I don't know, systems like that. Unless you got, unless you got a buddy on the force. Yeah, right? Then, then things get hairy. Like, heads, head, like, revenge. Debtors, too. There's giant LED screens in public squares that show the faces and names of people that are in debt and how much they owe to publicly shame them. Good lord, dude. <laughs> Shit, I would just like... I mean, at that point, just you might as well just go... Over, yeah, you just gotta embrace it and be That's like, oh yeah. That's what's gonna happen. I don't think they realize it yet, the people that do this, but like, you do not understand how counterculture gets uh, flared up, do you? Yeah. Like, the moment you make something like that, you start making it cool. And people are gonna start competing to see how much debt they can have and brag about being on that public square screen. Yeah, and totally. you're gonna get rid of that in a hurry. Yeah. Like, right now... That's why we don't talk about the names of like mass shooters anymore. So we don't glorify that even, or also if you've noticed the speed limit thing on some of the map apps, um, if you go a certain amount over the speed limit, it stops showing you. Uh, it just shows you like red or mm. um, those, they, uh, those things by the side of the road that would tell you your speed limit mm -hmm. and it would like flash if you're going too fast. People, even when these were came out when I was a kid, mm -hmm. uh, my dad was one of these people who would go as fast as possible by it to see how high you could get the number to go, oh, just geez. competitively. He's like, that box isn't giving me a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> They just left it here to make people go slower on this road. So they started making them just save too fast and flash too fast. Mm. They don't show your speed anymore if you go more than like 15, 20 over. Gotcha. Because people get competitive with badness. If you're going to like shame them they're gonna see how how much shame they can acquire yeah <laughs> it'll be a new yeah it'll be a new like popularity all contest, right man we're deepening it up yeah, we're man. just getting deeper on this show today we're getting like we're gonna heavy it down a little bit for you things are getting uh um what's existential on you yeah man all right, that deserves a sound effect about it. This existential sounds. Get ready. That's an existential choo-choo train. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I found like, uh, you know, just poking around, find some, find some art. This cool, this cool like panoramic uh, photographs. And I guess the yeah, this dude who like worked on movies that use those effects, like uh, the Matrix and all that, you know. But the title, the reason I've, I pulled it up is because the title article says, These photos bend time and space, literally. Oh, it's like mathematically showing how time and space could be bent. I don't think so, though. It doesn't seem that way to me. It just seems like uh, they're just interesting photos. They are pretty cool looking. Well, if you mess with uh, what's exposing when in space, like the portion of the photo isn't, yeah, only a section of the photo is exposed at a time. Mm -hmm. You have different stuff in that section. You're going to get something like this. It's almost like when you see video of a propeller, the blades look bent, mm -hmm. but they're not actually. It's just what part of the blade is visible during which uh, strip of the sensor is being exposed to light. So that's what I'm seeing mm -hmm. with this. There's a, a woman and her uh, skirt is very wide and there's chunks of her arm hovering in the air. Yeah, and like bouncing away from her. Yeah. Almost. That one's pretty cool. And oh, here's how I see the other pictures. Okay, yeah, it's so. like a slideshow. And then I don't even know what the second one is. It, it looks... Uh, like she's was running around and blurry. People running around being blurry. 
Aw, tiny cars. There's a lot of cute things in this episode. So this is what happens if you take panorama mode and you uh, move your phone side to side to take a panorama, but there's things moving. I've done this with traffic before, too, and got little tiny cars like this. The cars travel sideways as you travel sideways, and you end up with less of the car there and this little tiny skinny cars. They look fun. Like, I wish cars were more like that. Yeah, so all this person is doing is... Uh, this is a, one of a video of a freeway with panorama on. So you just see like the front chunks of all these cars and their shadows mm. and the whole back of the car is invisible. This is a really fun thing to do. Uh, but I did not think this uh, was like worthy of Wired magazine. A special panoramic camera allows artist J. Mark Johnson to distort reality. You can definitely for sure already do this with your iPhone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to J. Mark Johnson. Well done getting Wired to notice your bullshit. I've already goofed off and posted before, and Wired didn't notice my junk. So, jealous kudos from right. me and, and to, for your special camera. Air quotes, special camera. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm just getting bitter. <laughs> this was cool to look at. It's encouraging. Yeah, totally. It means that you can do a dumb thing with your camera and maybe be on Wired magazine if you pretend it was a special camera now i'm getting accusatory to this j person <laughs> they're probably you're taking this put a lot of thought into this i'm sorry hard, taking this hard kind of hard bro yeah jeez, this is an artist mr johnson all right all right all right how about this uh this uh this giant giant ash jellyfish dude is this the blob that ate birds no this is uh because you have a blob article here killed over one million seabirds in north america yeah let's all right let's do that before the the giant jellyfish so I, you know, this, what the heck? this was reminiscent to me of that classic horror movie, um, called the blob, which has such seminal, uh, scenes as a blob bursting into a doctor's office and the doctor shoots it with a rifle and nothing <laughs> happens. And the nurse screams, nothing can stop it. <laughs> if that rifle doesn't. Yeah, that's, that's there's it. Nothing else that's we got. like, that's like the most, if you know. If you're, if you're at the rifle stage, like nothing else, <laughs> you've already tried everything else. That's the last resort. But anyway, uh, classic horror flick remade a few times, I think. But uh, so this wasn't actually a literal like uh, gelatinous, giant gelatinous blob in the ocean swallowing up. It's, uh, it's just an, a gigantic area of abnormally high or warm water. Oh, um, so it kind of throws the ecosystem out of whack, but it was responsible for killing like a million seabirds or something, which is Holy like crap. massive, man. But this regularly happens. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. These birds gotta get hip to this and not hang out during this blob of warm ocean water. How warm is this ocean water that's getting these fellas three to six degrees higher than the expected average temperature? Does it make? Oh man. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. You're so getting my like, hot take on this. I'm like genuinely yeah. like... Well, it says it's the size. So this like patch or blob of warm ocean water is like the size of Alaska. It messes up the fe the food, the fish that they can forage from. Yeah, because it so, like disrupts the whole chain. They um, can't get fish for three to five days with that hot pocket. Yeah. Fish so don't want to play man. along. Yep. Yeah, which like, is like, I wonder how, like, it's just crazy that just gigantic disruptions in ecosystems like that happen or like how bad is it? But I guess nature's always in flux, so maybe it'll just... 
Yeah, I'm surprised change. the seabird population can absorb that kind of. Right, like deal. it might just be like a small fraction. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not up on. Uh, now, if I were to guess what took out a million seabirds and was blobular, it'd be this freaking jellyfish. This jellyfish is significantly larger than this guy yeah. swimming with it. This is another Ange find. She finds I would, most of these articles some weeks. But this was a big jellyfish she was showing me, and I was like, I gotta show, the, I gotta show the droplets, I gotta show the squeaky wheels, this yeah, giant it's a, jellyfish. Yeah, I just, this is why. And then I, I had another article that's just about this new discovery of this like type of bottom feeder worm at the bottom of the ocean. It's really tiny worms, but they like help, uh, you know, any giant whale carcasses or something that fall to the bottom. But they're the they're the ones that eat bones. Whoa. And uh, bone worms. Yeah, exactly, and that's why. Like this jellyfish and these worms are just definitive proof in my mind that the ocean is infinitely more terrible, terrifying than space. Unless uh, there's giant space worms, then space becomes more terrifying. Oh yeah, you have a note about that. Unless there are giant space worms, the infinite the ocean is infinitely more terrifying than space. Worthy statement. Wow, that is the biggest advertisement I've ever seen on the website. Okay, so we <laughs> yeah, and you bones. can't see them very well. And there was another article, the video, but I um, mean, kind of, they're just these little—they look like little, little weird floating hairs attached to this alligator skeleton at the bottom of the ocean. Oh. but they're they're eating the bones. That's a fun little nugget to share and be like tipped onto. Like, whoa, there's mystery worms you didn't even know about. We're having all kinds of science discovery time. Now, yeah, we've got a, just a quick Bob Thornton break, just to pay old Bob Thornton. And then we're jumping into to Nam. Yeah, then we're going to look at a few little Nammy things. Oh, sweet. Hey, it's Mad Mike of the Rocking Comedy Show. I can't handle spicy foods, like, at all. The last time I had hot sauce, I practically shat myself. But let me tell you folks, Juan's flaming fajita and cantina is so good! I absolutely love it! I just bring an extra pair of underwear when I go. So join me at Juan's flaming fajita and cantina located on 9640 West Tropicana. See you there! Hey guys, it's Crazy Jay from The Rockin' Comedy Show, and I wanted to talk to you about The Ballsy Company. They have a fantastic product that I am absolutely in love with. In fact, here's a clip of The Rockin' Comedy Show as we talk about it. That's ballsy. Ballsy. Oh, ballsy. That's a uh, ball wash. That's yeah, that ball wash. really that good. off your junk. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's for guys on the go. For guys on the go. You know. You know, you got, you got your nut rub, your, your sack spray. And for everything else, nuts bust your body. The funk off your junk. That's kind of hilarious. How do I get one of those? That's like smell a fun gift. Has, hashtag uh, live balls out. Live balls out. Right. That's right. Guys, if you uh, if you go to uh, ballsy.com or ballwash.com, both of those companies work. If you use coupon code Radio Vegas, you'll get 15% off your first order. I'm going to smell the sack spray right, right. now. I want the ladies here at Radio Vegas to know what it smells like. So then when we walk by them, they're like, oh. Someone's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, seriously, you gotta check out Ball Wash from the Ballsy Company. Mention Radio Vegas in that coupon code. Get 15% off. You won't be disappointed. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, 
Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 800-430-8804-800-430-8804-800-430-8804. Again, that's 800-430-8804. I don't know. Why don't you just try doggy style or something? This doesn't usually happen. All right, John, bend over. I think I got something that's going to make this a little bit easier. Spunk Lube. Anyone can use it. Spunklube.com. Hey, it's RadioVegas.rocks. Check out Sin City Lovin' Podcast. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up. I'm gonna, don't look over here. I'm going to pull up the... I don't want to look over there. No, but I want, I wanna I want see everyone to waffle. see your face. Is it a blue vagina? Is that what you're you talking about? Okay, That's hold on. disgusting. I want you to see... I want everyone to watch your face because this is their first time. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. I'm going to hide my face. Don't look yet. Oh, let my let gosh. The images. So hold gross. On. It's so... Okay, you ready? No. Are you, wait, let me get it. Let Dude, me am in. I going to puke? I ate breakfast you this might. morning. Hold on. It's pulling up. I'm Are you ready? I was like, no, I'm not giving BJ's. Are you ready? No, I'm not Are you ready? ready. I don't want to look. You guys ready? You want to watch your face? <laughs> okay, no, gotta look. Do it. Do it. Do it. I can't. Do it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. Exactly. Tell me. Oh. <laughs> I'm seriously gonna throw up. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me you don't show that in health class <coughs> and people will stop having <coughs> dirty sex. That's Sin City Lovin' Podcast every other Wednesday, 9 a.m. on RadioVegas.rocks. Warning this time. And we're back! Slacking. Alright, it's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. It's my bedtime. We're time. We are time to solemnly tell you that the hot dog Wienermobile Oscar Mayer rolls into Las Vegas soon. I just think that's so funny, man. I'm proud of the order I said that in. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best way to say it, I think. The hot dog. Yeah. That is a car. It's, Every just, dog. it's funny that it's still, it's still a thing. I guess it's, you know. I guess it's got to be like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is rides eternal. All right, that's gonna be like if the world ever devolves into like Mad Max, that's gonna be like the car to have. A Mad Max Wienermobile is such a funny mental image. There's like loincloth laden dudes sword fighting on top of it and stuff. Yeah. That's oh no, great. they had guns and shit. Yeah, chainsaws, you know. Chainsaws and the Wienermobile together. Yeah, well, it would have like big hot rod tires, of course, because <laughs> you you're not gonna survive in in Mad Max land without hot rod tires man oh man speaking of vehicles weren't we talking about like a a monster truck with green snow tires oh yeah green, Andrew, what green was that snow chains monster truck you were talking about with no, green we're... snow chains earlier yeah, green green talking smoke to... notes. yeah i said it looked like it was wearing fishnets <laughs> yeah and then we were like yeah then we had a hooker car yeah it's like a big hooker monster or a, truck or a raver car yeah Man. Close sticks, yeah. 
It was neon green snow chains. Monster trucks are not hot in that way. Like, if you like to be dominated by your lady, maybe. But there's not, like, a like a be. pretty face on a monster truck, usually. They're kind of muscular. I'm sure there's <laughs> got to be, like, one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Gravedigger, you all's got a pretty face and those red eyes. Yeah, man. Gravedigger. Right. <laughs> oh, man, we've got to look at some not Nam things. Oh, I'm yeah. going to tell you during the break to take a look at the greasy Instagram, because that's a good way for you to see some of these. Okay, cool. Uh, I was wondering how to... If you're not already on that greasy Instagram, I have to say it slow to remember how to spell it, then it's a simple click at the top of greasyconversation.com. There is a little Instagrammy logo. But I just, before the episode, threw you some of the um, things we saw over there. We saw the little sliders that go in uh, motorized mixers. If you haven't messed with a motorized mixer, most people don't have a reason to. Mm. It's a giggly little fun situation, more than you'd think. Little sliders moving themselves. I don't know why it delights me, but I got to see what the guts of those look like. They why, were sliding around. Why do they do that? Why is it motorized? <laughs> Good question. You can have the human interaction of moving the slider with your hand, but then save those settings oh, so okay. that you can go wander off and come back and bring back the same settings. And the sliders will actually look like where you had them set before. Okay. So it kind of like returns. Gotcha. It's that's a, that sounds actually like a good feature. It's pretty neat. I thought it was like, I mean, it's a little, it's a little extra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, <coughs> I mean, why not? Why not? You know, why not? Indeed. I also saw this robot box that you put a guitar in, and I think it's shaving the frets, but it looks like it is a really heavy-duty, like an inkjet printer that a guitar is inside of. That's what it looks like I'm looking at. I think it's grinding that fellow away. That was gnarly. We also got the a little slider display. The sliders danced for us on this one display. Did a little wiggly wave. <laughs> that was a delightful time. What really gets me, though, is the knobs that have a ring of lights around them. Uh, and the lights spin around as the knob spins around. The knob can glow. And it's just like Las Vegas for your sound system. Of course, I took a picture of shiny knobs. No one appreciates the sheen on a well-taken-care-of well knob. knob as much as I, I do. Yeah, you are a fan of knobs. What was... so? What, NAM is North American Music Merchants. Okay. I think it's the National Association of Music Merchants. Okay. But that's at least what I've been telling people. Yeah. We depend on each and every one of you to verify most of the things we say. We're it's just true. tipping you off onto something that might be true. And tragically, after I took this picture of the tiniest trumpet I could find at NAM, I did a little more research and I, I found a few tinier trumpets. Forgive oh, yeah. me. But I can tell you all that this is the tiniest trumpet I've been able to interact with, personally. No. But I was not prepared for tiny wah-wah pedal. Yeah. Folks, if you don't play guitar or know a guitarist, uh, at least if you don't know any good guitarists, you might not know what a wah-wah pedal is, but it does exactly what you'd expect. You move your foot around on it, and it gets that wah-wah sound. This company, AMT was really awesome. They gave me this wristband situation. 
Let me look at the camera so you can see. Yeah. Now, this company validated me. Not only did they make a tiny Wawa pedal in the midst of other tiny pedals, and there was one other tiny Wawa pedal company, but this was the nicer one. All their pedals are tiny, and uh, for a while, whenever my wrist would be sore, I'd take the top of a black sock and wrap my wrist up with it. I remember that, yeah. And uh, I just thought that was a valuable thing to do. And it turns out other people have thought of this also for the idea of like banging your wrist along on the top of a guitar when you get crazy. Mm. That's a thing. You, you would still spot that's a tender zone. And this company made these too. And I was given one. I was getting all cuted out by their tiny wah. And they adopted me as one of their own. There was all <laughs> these. I hugged one of them. It happened. Yeah. I yeah. was there. And they gave me this awesome wristband thing that is like unto something I had previously made for myself. Yeah, yeah. Thinking I'm some kind of freak. And now I've been validated by these <laughs> tiny wah people. And I want to share that with everybody. So do you think there's like any bands out there that just play tiny instruments? Yeah. That there needs be, to be. They need to go full tiny where all the pedals are tiny too. Yeah, everything. I couldn't avoid taking a picture of this next one. This is a tiny amplifier. It doesn't have a speaker. It's kind of the form factor of a pedal. But even for a pedal, it's tiny. And a uh, clever thing some of you folks might not have noticed right away, but you're going to see now that I pointed it out, is uh, might be noticed on these little pedals, like the Korg, Korg Volca series, there are these knobs that are just the stem of the pot. There's no actual knob on it. There's just an indentation or a white mark on just the black plastic stem that goes into the pot on the inside. Sometimes they're transparent so a light can shine uh, between them. That's been a thing for a minute on these smaller pedals. There's an example of one just to the left of here that I'm cursoring over. But this, they came up with these little rubber grommets so the knob stuck just a little bit out of the metal mm -hmm. and there's this rubber thing around it making it look like a tiny version of like a full-size knob. Hmm. It really gets like a more legit knob situation while still being this tiny thing and it just that cuted me out a little inside if you follow the little parts these things are made out of. It's the freaking future. Then, here's one for everybody. This guitar is coral pink, and it's shaped like it had been melted and dropped into the water. Fan frets. Oh, no, this one doesn't have fan frets. There are some fan frets ones. But uh, hmm. of all the weird shapes of guitar bodies I've ever seen, this is the first one in a decade to really surprise me. I finally saw a guitar body that genuinely weirded me out, like all these weird ones used to back in the day before I became so jaded. So yeah. check the Insta out. This is where I can't say it other than like someone was melting it and waving it around underwater. And part of it's silver. It looks like a a woman's shoe in in like a wacky funhouse mirror, like that U2 song, uh, Mysterious Ways. Everything's all wiggly around in that video. Now we got a, a neon metallic -y pickup. This you can picture if you're not looking at this. Just picture rainbowy colored time on some pickup, yet it still looks vintage. I don't know. What is? Oh, I see they had a anoechic chamber. Did you guys check that out? No. I think that's anechoic. Anechoic chamber. Yeah. Those things, what that is, is uh, it absorbs all sound. It's more sound absorption than you even want in a studio to not go crazy. 
but you can test stuff in it. I didn't check that out in NAM. I didn't know they had one. I, I might have avoided it. People go crazy in those. That's what they say. I always wonder, like, how is it literally, like, does it literally absorb all sound to where, like, if you spoke, there would be no sound reflected back at you so you couldn't hear yeah. your own voice? You does would it? not hear your voice come back at you. You'd only hear the bone conduction. So you'd only hear it in your head. Your That's yeah. why people go crazy because they can hear all the inner workings of their body and it really creeps them out because you don't really pay attention to that stuff all the time. They say you your hear brain. your heart beating. And your like pulse and your which you can hear it's like when you're going to bed sometimes you know uh-huh. you can kind of hear a, a pulse in your ear. Um, I can maybe. They say most yeah. people can't handle more than 14 minutes in a yeah. anacolic chamber. Yeah, I've always been interested to check one out, but you know. It's a haunting legend of how people are driven mad by merely hearing nothing reflect back to them. Yeah, which would be a, a weird experience, I like to know you're speaking, and uh, not hear it come back at you yeah yeah my final one is just a guitar that its body is like a metal box um it was on display as like a vintage thing so i didn't grab it and play it but i did tap on it yeah do they have like stations you can just mess around with stuff all over the place tons of them you're probably gonna have someone talk to you about it though oh okay so like you have to so you have to endure a discussion to mess with stuff or at least someone uh in a white shirt with their hands behind their back, staring down at you, uh, taking data, seeing oh, really? exactly how you mess with it. How um, was your user experience? Did you understand where the tempo function was? Um, like, uh, did you have any issue learning to use the sequencer? So if they're not like trying to help you, they're trying to like learn how the instrument. If their interface is good. Yeah. Or like makes sense. I believe so. It's intuitive. I, I, this is from. Uh, not giving these people a chance because I had questions for them. <laughs> so I don't know how they probably saw that this. and they're like, "Oh, this guy has questions. He knows. Yeah, he knows shit." Wander away. They're, oh, he's got the hungry eye. He's gonna <laughs> ask me the one thing that I don't remember what this thing does. Yeah, time to take lunch, everybody. <laughs> yeah. This dude's got that look in his eye, like he's gonna ask me the one thing I didn't study as a salesperson to embarrass <laughs> me in front of my boss. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be a fun like game to play. Is yeah. just go, like <laughs> learn everything about one item. Oh, you man. know, just go in and like test the people about it. It like sound like you invented it. I embarrassingly have to tell you that I had been that kind of junk jerk at a trade show previously. Yeah. Where like I'd try to ask them stuff that they wouldn't know to see, like stump them. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna stump the trade show employee. <laughs> That's mean. Don't yeah, do man. that. I thought it was fun at the time, yeah. but what a shallow and, and, uh, and a rude victory that can be, as delicious as it was. Right. Like, what did you really prove? You're smarter than this salesperson that just wants to go home and be out of this weird city in this trade show. Yeah, this like, crazy situation. Poor it's, fella. Yeah, right. Way to go, Waz. <laughs> Dude's probably fucking traumatized now. All those people... Man, they've been in therapy ever since. <laughs> They're just haunted by that one guy. Why did he ask me about the the polyphonic mode? I don't think this one even has a polyphonic mode, oh but God. I couldn't tell him. And, but he already knew. Yeah. He already he knew. He already knew. And it was right there. He just pushed the button and it was oh. there. All right, egg on my face. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Yeah, for trade shows. I love it. Yeah, that right. was fun. That's my report. Uh, tiny trumpets, you guys. I, I swear, like, you're going to be 
surprised at how cuted out you are by taking a look of any tiny trumpet. They're, they're chubby when they're little. It's like a pug. It's not just a little <laughs> thing that's cute. It's like chibi. Yeah. I was, or there's like those people that make just uh, like everyday items that are, well, not like everything, but like there was some scientists that made a nano guitar <laughs> just because they you know they're like oh yeah let's just make this really tiny guitar that like you can play it but you have to like shoot like atoms at the strings <laughs> <laughs> they're like particles or you know whatever so type awesome. of electrons or something scanning electron microscope to visibly to play it yeah, yeah. And even then you just see the vibrations and have to translate them yeah but it's always open strings so what is this giant space worms? Oh, no. Giant black hole scientists spot strange objects near the Milky Way. I did. You know, I grabbed it and didn't have time to. And then the read. article went away. It's like this was redacted by the government. Maybe. There were a few other ones. So maybe just the one I grabbed was uh, not the best one. But, yeah. So there was some strange objects near the Milky Way. Yeah, like, I grabbed point. it. I grabbed it and then it was like the article was way too sciencey to digest and like talk about in any meaningful way for me. So I was but like, I'm just going to maybe we'll maybe we'll touch on it next week. It's something for you all to help us look into because now the article has been mysteriously taken down. So we might be looking at a follow up episode next week talking about these strange mil Milky Way objects Near uh, disappearing from the the um, record books. Yeah, man. Yeah, like what are the, what is being hidden with these objects? Yeah, uh, I tried to grab some uh, science articles, but it just didn't work out for me. Apparently, there's new, extreme dropping stuff. So if you're familiar with the old uh, experiment of dropping a feather and a bowling ball at the same time, and when there's no air resistance, they land at the same time. Yeah, yeah, everything falls so at the same like, rate. So they're like, they're hardcore testing this. Yeah, to try to. I guess better define gravity or reconcile some things in general relativity with quantum sure. mechanics. Yeah, apparently there, there like. might be a quantum reason for this to not always be the case. And yeah, that upends which would be a lot really weird. Yeah. There's a lot of science getting upended when we go into the very small. When things get small enough, they have a whole other rule book and we're still reconciling the two. Golly, yeah, any last plugs? Or last things you wanted to talk about, although there's some more new fun things to dive into in the Google Docs thing that we shared on that page. So it's more than just what we bring you auditorily. There's a whole week of research to enjoy separately. Also, bonus nuggets. Uh, anything else extra you have to tie it up? Free hat. Rehab? Free hat. Free hat? Yeah. Free hat. Oh, yeah. Free hat. All right, folks. Male ladies and female gentlemen, everyone snuggle together and um, be excellent to each other and partake in sponsored things and think about us as you go to sleep. <laughs>